Welcome to the Inspire Your Audience podcast, where Christian speakers get real advice from other Christian speakers. Here's the host of the show, Jeremy G. Woods. Hi, and welcome to our first episode of the Inspire Your Audience podcast. I'm the host, Jeremy Woods, along with my friend Bishop Alexander, and uh, he's a Christian speaker and minister. So uh, can't wait to interview him. I knew him uh, when I went to college, and so I'm, I'm glad to have him as our first uh, guest speaker. Okay, Bishop? Yes. So let's uh, first start with your testimony. Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be your first official guest on your worldwide podcast. I'm excited. Looking forward to hearing more podcasts come forward from you and just truly counting the honor. So I just want to say thank you, Jeremy, and to all those listening. Thank you. Um, and for a treat. Um, he's very gifted. And so I'm encouraged, always encouraged, was always encouraged by him in college. And I'm continually encouraged with him now as you move forward in your ministry. But to start off, I mean, I never, honestly, I've been, I would say, minister, Christ, you know, my Christianity has pretty much been a part of my whole entire life. A lot of it came from my parents and my family. You know, they're very strong in their faith. But you know, growing up, I was like most typical, you know, young people. I mean, I really didn't see myself as a preacher. I mean, that was pretty much on way, um, you know, I just kind of like was mostly like just every other kid, you know, went to school, you know, went to high school, was involved. And then I was approached um, by a young, uh, well-known, renowned um, Southern gospel singer who had, who was basically mentoring young people. And so I tell people at the end of, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my plans in college were to, you know, go to college, become an attorney, mm-hmm. and, you know, be, in, be a Christian, but not be like full-time ministry. Um, I really didn't see myself doing none of that. But, you know, but during that time when I decided to say, okay, I'll just see what happens, um, traveled under her ministry for five, seven years. And that's where I began to realize that I did have, you know, that I did have a calling for the platform. And at the time, like many people in ministry, when you first start out, you really don't know. Um, you might be, you know, on the edge of the fence, you know, wondering, okay, Lord, what is this? You know, what am I called to do? Am I called to be a musician? Am I called to be a preacher? Am I called to be a missionary? And so during those seven years serving under her, you know, I really learned that I really had a desire to help young people, specifically college students. But then also as I got older, I began to realize that overall um, I was called to preach. However, um, I realized that I also have a calling in the marketplace, meaning off the platform in this secular arena. And so today, pretty much everything that I do is a result of that. And, um, you know, I minister to people from all walks of life, you know, not just in the church, but also outside the church doors. And honestly, in the marketplace is where I really feel like the Lord is really using me just to talk to people from all walks of life, whether they're politicians, whether they're entertainers, the whole nine yards. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people are just looking for someone to listen, but also help them to get back on the road maybe they got off of. And I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Wow. Great testimony. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. And uh, what is your most memorable speaking engagement? I would say my most memorable speaking engagement was, you know, I... I, I you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been fortunate to be able to um, speak on many platforms. But I would say my most out of all of them was probably the ones where my mother um, was present because she's an she you know before she passed um, she was an evangelist and her ministry was mainly for women. But you know, like many people, sometimes we get nervous in front of those people we know. So 
Um, I do count it an honor that to be able to know that she was present at those times when I was speaking. So those to me were the most memorable now that she's passed because, you know, she was able to kind of critique me and kind of tell me, you know, maybe you should focus on this more, maybe you should focus on that more. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I've been fortunate to be able to speak to a lot of people from all walks of life. However, those, you know, those probably are the ones that are most um, memorable. But I think I would say the ones that are the most really touching heart is just when people, you get those stories maybe months or years later when people say, you know, I was at that event and, you know, what you shared really inspired me or what you shared really kind of helped me go back home and, you know, find an answer to that problem. And so at the end of the day, that's really my biggest prayer is that anytime I'm given the opportunity to speak, that regardless of age, um, nationality, the whole nine yards, that those individuals that what I'm, you know, that what I'm, what God is saying through me will help them in some kind of way, form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, did you ever sense a clear confirmation from God to speak, or was it more circumstances from God that led you to where you are? You kind of, you kind of talked on that a little bit. But. I would say both. Um, I didn't really see myself being a speaker. I mean, I think to me, the closest thing I was going to be a speaker was being an attorney. <laughs> really, you know, defending people. Um, I really wanted to be a courtroom lawyer, where I wanted to really just defend the innocent. And so I saw myself speaking in that kind of format. Um, I didn't really see myself on a platform where I'm preaching because to me, I felt like that was for somebody else that had time. But as time has progressed, I would say that my sermons to me are a lot, a lot more meaningful, meaning a lot of times I preach from what I've been through. So, you know, even after, you know, it's just, and that's something that I guess I would always, when I would study the great speakers of today, you know, the Billy Grahams, the Joel Osteens, the T.D. Jakes, you know, what, the reason why I'm drawn to people like that is because they pretty much speak reality. I mean, you feel as though they're talking directly to you. And so those are the type of speakers that I study. But at the end of the day, I try to make it my own. But I would say as far as the confirmation to speak, I didn't really see, I wasn't really chasing that. And I guess because like for a lot of people, it takes a lot of guts to get on the platform and speak before a lot of people because a lot of times we think, okay, I'm studying over my work. I'm stuttering over my words or, you know, do what I say really help someone. A lot of times we, we kind of doubt ourselves before we even hit the microphone. But what I've learned was just to be myself, share my story and just trust that God can speak through me. So in a way I would say the call, the speaking calling kind of found me. Um, and at the time it just, it took years and still it's a craft that I work on every day, just trying to get better. Um, and really not, you know, just, I don't want to be like beat a dead horse when I'm up there, but I really want to, you know, really tune in through prayer, you know, really ask the Lord, okay, Lord, you know, I'm speaking to these, this group of young adults, you know, what is it that I should be saying? Or maybe what is it that's on their minds? Or I'm speaking to this crowd of older adults. And so even in my current profession, what I do in higher ed, um, I have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people. And at times I find myself encouraging people through that. So that's really my prayer daily is Lord, you know, this is a part of the ministry that I know that you called me to do really help me to take it to the next level so that I can really help the people that you want me to help. And uh, do you have a routine that you do before a speaking engagement? And if so, what is that? Um, I would say for me, I think getting in a quiet room um, to really, but even uh, days leading up to it to really, find time to prep and prepare. But then also one of the things I learned from my mentor was before she would go to any church, she would pretty much have a conversation with the pastor for our pastors and kind of learn everything she could about that church, about that city, about that region, because, Mm -hmm. you know, 
it really showed me that she really studied those places if she if she was given the opportunity and so during those years now that i'm older i now see the value in that because she just wanted to make sure that she was staying within her boundaries but also that she just had some kind of knowledge about that place that if it was a you know a church where there's a lot of young people you know who were cutting themselves or you know suicide it was just it kind of really helped her um mm -hmm. craft her message um but then also for me as a preacher it really helps to have a better understanding because in those conversations i've learned that if you know if you go to a place that really needs encouragement um god can really use you and so but then there are times where i've been places where i didn't know nothing and you know thanks be to god um everything that i talked about hit right on with what that church is going through so um, I would say my routine is really just to really, you know, get in a quiet place and just allow the Lord to really speak to me and really prep and prepare me and then take, you know, go in there and just let him speak through me. Mm. And uh, what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Ooh, my favorite Bible, Bible verse would be, um, and I've, this has been my whole life, is Philippians 4 13. We can do all mm. things through Christ to strengthen me. Um, I would say to me, but. The older I get, the more I truly understand what that verse means, because I've learned that even in times where you feel like you can't, you can. And that really means a lot to me, just knowing that at all times we can draw strength from God, you know, for all types of situations. And so, um, you know, I look at it differently now than I did a year ago and even when I was younger. And so I think as time progresses, I think anyone can agree that the Bible is, I'm still learning more out of it every day. You know, I look at, like, for example, if I look at it like that, Philippians 4 13, I'm reminded of, wow, this is what it meant to me 10 years ago versus what it means to me today. But also I'm able to kind of go and really dissect the word. And so I've learned even in ministry that there's, you can use Philippians 4 and 13, you can apply it to all situations. And so it's even like, for example, you know, you starting your podcast, just trusting that God's going to give you the strength to carry it through. You know, you meet the right people, they, they can continue to carry it through for you. And so in a way, I've learned to apply Philippians 4 and 13 to everything I do in life. And so that's one of the things that I would encourage people to do is, you know, find a key verse that you can stand on and just really trust that the Lord is really going to, you know, empower you through that verse to do what he's called you to do. And from the Bible, uh, which, which person other than Jesus uh, do you like? One of my favorite characters is David. And the reason why is I tell people, I say, you know, if there was a movie about David's life, you know, we, you know, everybody knows the story of David. You know, he was in the field. He, you know, he ended up, you know, getting the opportunity to face Goliath and he beat Goliath and he became king later on. And so, but I would say the most important part to me that really draws me to the story of David was those in-between spaces, mm -hmm. meaning, you know, what really, you know, what happened during those years when he was out in the field when nobody was looking. Because I feel like a lot of times, even in today's society, um, you know, when you're trusting God, you know, like David, sometimes we can all get discouraged because we kind of compare ourselves to, you know, this person and that person. And like David, you know, I'm pretty sure he had those days where he kind of was just like, I'm out here in the field tending my father's sheep. Am I really, you know, where's my life going? You know, you know, what am I doing out here? My brothers are out here fighting wars and it seems like their life is moving on, but I'm stuck. But the thing that I think that really inspires me about the story of David was how he was just faithful. Faithful even when it looked like nothing was moving. Faithfully when he looked like, when it looked like nothing was turning around in his favor. But yet when the prophet came to visit David's family, he, you know, even in the lineup, because a lot of times, sometimes we can be counted out. 
And so even when he was counted out, the Lord still spoke to Samuel and was like, this, you know, these, the, the men that you're looking at, these are not the ones, they're still somebody. And so I've learned God will meet us right where we are, even when we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be. So David, you know, and that's, you know, that's the kind of sermons that I love preaching is about King David, because, you know, I feel like in today's society, you know, you know, we are faced with ty- all types of Goliaths ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to break us down. They try to pull us down. But yet we need to go back to the story of David and remember he didn't fight Goliath, you know, in his with his physical state. He pretty much trusted the Lord. He pretty much stood on the word of God. Mm-hmm. And through that, how he was able to defeat his giants. And so the story of David, I mean, I could talk for the rest of the day on that. But um, that's the reason why he's one of my favorite characters. And what are your aspirations as far as speaking or otherwise? I would say, well, because currently right now um, I work in higher education. However, um, like today, I'm fortunate to be able to do, you know, what I love as well in ministry, mainly on the weekends. And so um, one of my goals is I would love to write books one day, you know, just to start that now. And then, you know, as far as traveling, I would like, you know, I would like to really, you know, maybe speak full time mm-hmm. down the road if that, you know, just uh, because I see myself doing that. Um, I'm, you know, I see myself more like a an evangelist, you know, just traveling because I love to travel and I love to go to new places, but also I love to inspire people. So, you know, if that's part of the Lord's will, um I would love to do that just to kind of go to different places and really just share hope with people from all walks of life mm-hmm. and just help. Cause I love to help build up people. I love to encourage people. That's just who I am. And that's who my mother was. And so that's, you know, part of my aspirations and, you know, just really um, helping people, um, you know, get out of debt. Uh, one of my aspirations and I mean, even myself is to be debt free, but then also use funding to kind of help, you know, fund scholarships and do things. And so kind of got a little big wish list, but I'm just going to trust that the Lord, if it's his will, um, he'll make those things come to reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back, what is the biggest impact you've seen God have in your life? I would say the biggest impact um, that I've seen God have in my life was, I would say if I could sum it up, probably when my mother passed away three years ago. Mm-hmm. Hers was due to health complications, you know, but I uh, will tell people, you know, grief is something that is, to me, um, because I went through it, it's something that, you know, you deal with daily. And so I would say that's the biggest impact the Lord's had on my life is showing me how to get through that dark valley daily, mm-hmm. but also how to share that um, wisdom with someone else who has experienced a similar loss. And so in a way I grew from that. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest impact because that really showed me just how much I had grew in God, but also how much that my mother had put in my brothers and myself. I mean, because all five of us, you know, we look back now, you know, we think, wow, we, you know, we didn't go haywire or go crazy or just go. Sometimes when people lose someone close to them, I mean, they just pretty much lose themselves. I mean, they give up on life. And, mm-hmm. you know, we look back now, we kind of thought we would do that. But because she had bestilled that love and that faith in us, that was the foundation that got us through after we lost her. So I would say, you know, just to anybody, you know, sometimes you think you're not strong. and But a lot of times when you go through hard situations i mean you realize that there was an inner strength in you that you never knew was there mm-hmm. what has been the biggest uh, challenge that you faced as a speaker and how do you do how do you overcome that challenge i would say that my biggest challenge as a speaker is just um still learning just to be myself on the platform and you know really to own what i say and own how i carry out that message 
and just trusting that God is going to use what I say to help somebody in the room. And so the older I get, I guess I would say the more bolder I've became with the microphone, but also just really owning that. And so, and then also really taking my focus off who's in the room because sometimes we phase ourselves out because we're like, oh my goodness, you know, because I think the biggest thing that worries a lot of speakers is worried about rejection. What if they don't receive? Well, a lot of times, what if they do receive it? It's just that, you know, that's where we have to really trust God is that if, you know, if this is what we're called to do, then he will use it to get the glory. We just got to be an open vessel and allow him to use us. And so I would say that's something that, I mean, I still get butterflies, mm -hmm. but um, I've noticed that the more I've, the more, you know, I would say a lot of it comes through the more I work on my craft, the more I get on the platform, more, the more I begin to realize it's kind of like being at home, you know, make it your own and just be yourself and just trust that God is going to use it. Because I've learned some of the people that I admire in the speaking world, you know, they're the, you know, they're just themselves. And a lot of them have said, you know, I was too busy trying to be like that person. I was too busy trying to preach like that person, but yet it wasn't me. And then when I started just being me, that's exactly what the world needed to see. And they need it at that time. What is your favorite book besides the Bible? I love reading books by um, speakers like Joel Osteen because they're very inspirational. Mm -hmm. But I would say if I could pick any book, it would be Robinson Crusoe. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because, you know, he was put on an island, but yet in the midst of what happened, he learned how to survive. And so um, he learned how to make do with what he had and so i would say uh, i'm glad you brought that up because yeah looking back you know that was actually my most favorite book because you know he learned i mean he was put in a situation where it was no way out but yet he made it you know he made a way so yeah, yeah. robinson crusoe uh, and what was your most impactful childhood memory i would say my most impactful um childhood memory was playing with my brothers outside you know when we were growing up you know like many kids, you know, we probably, and I'm, there's probably people listening just thinking, if I, I'm about to say Power Rangers. <laughs> but we would, uh, you know, pretend to be superheroes and just, we would just, our imagination, and a lot of it happened during the summer when we were out of school. And so, you know, even looking back now, you know, that was a time where we just, you know, we didn't have a worry in the world. We were just kids. And I think even in our adult years, sometimes we even have those moments where we kind of just turn the phone off get rid of the distractions and just have a family night and not think about nothing else. And so I've learned to kind of have those nostalgic moments, even in what I do today, because a lot of times, you know, we get so caught up in everything that we do that we forget to live. And so um, that would say, yeah, my favorite childhood memory was just when my brothers was just playing till the sun went down and, you know, not worrying about anything. Do you listen to any Christian podcast? And what do you find helpful or inspiration from, inspirational from that? I do. I listen to, um, you know, well-known preachers, but also I've been lately learning to, well, not learning, but kind of been, you know, just curious to listen to, you know, just maybe uh, those who are not as well-known, you know, learning that, you know, because a lot of times we are quick to say, well, we'll judge a book because, you know, just like bias covering. So one of the things that I've been learning was to challenge myself is to just randomly pick a Christian broadcast and just listen to it because I've learned a lot of great things from that. And so I'm learning to kind of get out of my comfort zone and try new things and new speakers. Mm -hmm. And do you have anything uh, else uh, that you'd like to add? Yes. Uh, my advice would be just for anyone 
you know, whether it's speaking or just serving in ministry, I would really encourage them to um, not run away from that calling. But then there's a lot of people I've learned even with time, you know, as time goes, you begin, you get, you grow and you mature into that calling. Um, never, I would always encourage you never be afraid to ask questions. Um, definitely seek out mentors. Um, a lot of times, you know, people want to seek out the mentors who are famous. And if you're fortunate to be mentored by somebody like that, you know, run with it but if not you know there's a lot of times the best mentors are those who are right around us right under our nose you know those older men and women who can really take us under their wing and just pass along that wisdom and so i'd really encourage anyone listen to, everyone listen to this podcast to really you know just seek out your calling you know figure it out figure out what it is that you're called to do mm-hmm. and when you when you know it's in, when you know that that's what you're called to do in your heart run with it and never look back and never let doubt or fear or what someone said or did stop you from getting to where you are because i've learned you know when i have those times like that i think okay i'm so thankful that people who were trailblazers and history makers didn't let no stop them because if they did that would have impacted history in a significant way and so in a way, I feel like the Lord is telling that to all of us is that you're paving the way for somebody right behind you and you can't give up because if you give up, you know, it's going to really impact what they're doing in their future. And so mm-hmm. to all those listening to this, I would encourage them to continue to keep going after their dreams and never give up because if they only knew the people that they were impacted, I mean, they would see, they would really see the true value in why the Lord has called them to do what they do. Mm-hmm. Very good advice and wisdom for Christian speakers. Truly, thank thank you for the honor. I'm excited and look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Thank you, and we gotta give you a bust and uh, fruitful ministry. Thank you for tuning in to the Inspire Your Audience podcast. If you're a first time listener, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this from. Or if you're tuning in on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Also, please share this podcast episode with Christian speakers that you know. If you're a Christian speaker and want to be interviewed as a guest on this show. You can fill out our scheduler at inspireyouraudience.com slash podcast. If you're a Christian speaker and would like the platform audit, visit inspireyouraudience.com slash start dash here. We offer four packages for Christian speakers to help them build their platform. The book, Inspire Your Audience, the ultimate guide to building your speaking platform will be coming soon. We also have started a small but growing community for Christian speakers. To learn more, please visit inspireyouraudience.com slash community. Also, if you're still listening and can help with the project my wife and I have started, please do so. We're raising money for three children's homes to be built by 2023 and that will house a total of 18 abandoned children. Our nonprofit, Potter Sauce Ministries, is based in Romania in my wife's hometown. To learn more about how you and your church can help, please visit www.pottershouseministries.org. Thank you for your support and may you have a blessed day.